You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. You're going for chance, everybody. Come on. <laughs> Too busy saying the word faggot 85 times. She doesn't know my fucking name. How about that? Everybody up here saying that word and then talking about getting fingers in their ass while they bang women. We get it. All right, you're fine. What's up, California dudes? Are you guys from the CV? What? Central Valley, Modesto, Stockton. What city? Fresno. Fresno. Fresno's fucking good. Are you guys happy to be here? Oh, you're from Baker? Oh, dude, I'm sorry. All right, fucking Bakersfield compared to Fresno, it's like fucking between rape and murder. That's the difference between that. It's a fucking true place. You guys here for work? Yeah, always. Always? What do you guys do? We work to get out. No, oh, okay, good. Your mustache just fights to put you right back in. Is that what happens? I fucking love that shit. You're fucking, you're fucking every bad cop in a movie in the 70s. That's fucking, fucking awesome. Fucking, you're the Serpico of this table right now. What do you guys do for work? IT. Nice. Oh, you're all, you're all fucking smart dudes then. Oh, good for you. Well, you're making fucking money. You're making more money than, than the collective, all of us. We, the collectively, as comics, all of us have probably been doing stand-up comedy. We added, added, added all up like 55 years. And the amount of money we've made in 55 years, one of you guys probably blew on lunch today with a hooker. So... God bless you for being here. You're living your dream. We're living our dream. You guys are fucking awesome. My dream in life is to wash up dead and naked on a beach and ruin the lives of a rich family. That is, uh... <laughs> I realized how white I was the other day. Thank you. Uh, I was in my in-law's kitchen. I had some tilapia I had gotten from Whole Foods. It was simmering in a pan beautifully. A little paprika, a little fucking dill, some long grain wild rice simmering perfect to perfection. I had more perfectly steamed snow peas, broccoli, and carrots, and I had my slap chop out, and I was going to fucking town on the fucking slap chop. <laughs> And then I got the rice in, and I was going to town with the fucking rice and the veggies, and I bought the tilapia, and I was going to town with those fucking three items, because we were making dog food for our dog. That is how right we are. <laughs> I just wanted the bill to win a Super Bowl. They didn't win, they lost four in a row, and they couldn't even win one. Even if you die, your consciousness, in some sense, may live on. Now, you, as a organic being, will have died. That means that your neurons will turn to dust. But the configuration of neurons that made your thinking process possible can be put on a disk, in which case, in some sense, you become immortal. Not only immortal, but this could be the most efficient way to explore the galaxy.
Isaac Asimov was my favorite science fiction writer, and his favorite science fiction story talked about an era far in the future when our bodies would be in pods and we would mentally control beings, beings of pure energy that would go flying around the universe. And of course it was science fiction, but here's the idea, mind without body, pure consciousness roaming across the universe faster than any rocket ship. It turns out that that's actually a physical possibility. First of all, the Obama administration and the European Union are pushing the brain project to delineate all the pathways of the human brain. This means that one day we might have a CD-ROM called Brain 2.0. That is every single neuron encoded on a memory disk, your personality, your memories, who you are, the essence of your soul will be incorporated in this disk as pure information. Check one, check two, check one, check two, yes. Check one, check one, check one. Like Striper was doing a sound check. <laughs> All right, everybody. And then Paul Stanley shows up because I only have one fucking mic voice. Let me tell you something, people. When you're hanging out in the cart path, DM, well... Who loves a little bit of alcohol? Let me tell you something, Paul, uh, sitting in here. I am sitting in the 4256 Productions golf cart. I got a Miller Lite because why not? Because this is that time of the day when, when I, hey, hey, do you have the kind of job where you get to drink at work? I, well, I'm technically not drinking at work. I just have a beverage. There's a, like if I was getting hammered, that'd be a different thing. That would actually not be worth that That's what we call research. All right. It's a whole different thing right now. Look. You hear you hear the smacking of my dry fat lips. It's because I gotta keep moist. I gotta keep moisturized. Hey, the pipes gotta keep clean. So we're in the car path, people. This is it. I don't know. How was your weekend? What did you get done? Did you have a to-do list? Did you get screamed at because you're lazy? Did you try to take a nap only to have your kids bothered? Or bother you? I don't have kids. I don't know how about that. I, I watch shows where you know, people have kids. That's as close as I get, really. Unless people have pets. You know, if you have a, if I have to deal with your pet, I stay with, I went to the, uh, went to Arlington, uh, Texas. I have to tell you. Yeah, instead of Arlington, Virginia. I went to Arlington, Texas this weekend to work at the improv with, uh, comedian Damon Williams, who, uh, from the Tom Joyner Morning Show and super awesome shows. Great staff there at the uh, Arlington Improv. Got to, um, party late night with a lot of good hysterical people and uh two nights in a row i find myself crashing after a party 
with someone who has a dog and 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 in the one and and in my my buddy my buddy Kevin's house his dog was like nervous when I got there but then you know suddenly like as as we all hung out more the dog became more and more and more chill it was just that kind of you know I, I get weird I always feel weird when I make a dog feel weird unless the dog just always feels weird you know and then you just got to deal with that which is what comes in the next day when all I I hear I'm sleeping. I'm, I'm on a couch and I literally have my back turned and my face is buried into the corner of this couch. And I just hear growling. Behind <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is how this is how my life ends. This is this is it. I, I, I and you're, you know, you're just you don't you, you're not going to you're not going to fucking turn around every every bear attack video or lesson that we've ever learned just says fucking lay there and hope nothing happened. And then. I'm trying to determine the, the the depth of the growl. You know what I mean? Like, what is that? A soprano? Is that a soprano growl? Is that a tenor? Did that thing? Like, and then you, you try to you try to get by, by what the growl sounds like. You try to figure out the weight of the dog. Is this the kind of dog who's going to be ripping out my spine and eating it? You know what I mean? Uh, like 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 one of those hooves. Or is he going to just go right for the neck? Oh, just the pulling the neck out. Backs like 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 he's fucking. <laughs> Like he's Roadhouse and he's Patrick Swayze, but instead of pulling the throat out and Roundhouse kicking the dude into the river, fuck no, fuck no. You're getting the back of the spine and the dog, you know, and they, like, look, and if my spine's going to get ripped like that with a dog, then he's going to do it like video game style where he actually pulls the spine right out of my body and then I just fall like a jello, lifeless creature. So yeah, I have my face buried in this couch and this dog is fucking, and then the next thing you know, now I know he's getting closer and closer and fucking close. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm like, this is really going to fucking happen. And I'm like, I, yeah, I should have just fucking got a hotel. But I was like, no, nah, well, we just are out partying. So I'll just fucking crash here. And then he goes, next thing I know, it's fucking closer. It's closer. And then a piece of plastic hits my back and the dog has a fucking the dog has a cone of shame on <laughs> even if he wanted to fucking bite me he couldn't get his face past the fucking thing so now he's growling and he's just pushing his fucking lampshade into my back and i feel it and then i turned around and i looked at him and he just ran away <laughs> and then he went upstairs and then and then uh and my buddy austin who actually owned the dog two guys two two guys who just happen to be friends hey we both have the same name let's get an apartment all right good it was my other buddy austin's dog and the, and the and the dog had just gotten his nuts snipped at a year ah uh, so what what can you do look if you were one years old and you had your nuts snipped how fucking pissed would you be i'd be furious furious anyways so you're in the card path all right we're here i've i've pretty much i've i've pretty much broken down what what reality is here? What the what the grand game is in uh, in our in what's left of our planet? I, I've, I'm starting to put together the bigger picture, and uh, the answer that I've I've discovered is that um, I'm gonna have to limit some stimulus in our lives, and we're gonna have to change the way we look, and we're gonna have to change not the way we look. We're gonna have to change the way we look at life. We have to change the way that external forces change us and then move on from there. That is the ultimate lesson because what is being built right now, the reason the rise of the NSA, the rise of artificial intelligence, the rise of just Google Glass and the awareness is all coming into one final push for this planet. And I guess uh, as far as Carpathium goes, this is going to be the episode where, well, let's fucking break it down the best I know it. We're going to drop some science. So let's start the podcast.
course I want science. If I'm going to go on science, I'm going to one place. I'm going to the UK. Because if you have an accent, the dailymail.co.uk. I don't even know what it is. I just, just called the daily, I guess. Gee, John, have you have a show about uh, science and, uh, you know, learning stuff, but you don't know the name of the newspaper you got it from, you moron. Need to make a difficult decision? Well, switch off the lights. People think more objectively when in darkness. Oh, Kind of brings meditation to light if you're sitting there with your eyes closed. Yeah, you got you just complete darkness and you're just alone there with your thoughts. Oh, and your thoughts, they all have weapons. They're standing around you. You're like that one prisoner in Banshee before he fucking cuts the dude's dingus off. <laughs> Some decisions are so difficult, you can mull them over about every conceivable angle, and there's still no obvious answer. But if you need to make an enlightened decision, dimming the lights could help. Hey, are you looking for enlightenment? Well, the Daily Mail has your answer. Enlightenment right here. Just information. Well, we're not dimming down our information. Like, we have to give you this information. This information has to be completely bright. I mean, we need you to... Well, we, we can't have you objectively think about the story that we're presenting to you. This has to be done in a computer setting. That's a bright computer set. I mean, if you turned off your computer, then how could we get this information to you? How could we adjust your life if you didn't have the stimulus? Scientists claim that turning down the lights reduces emotional intensity. Wow, there you go. I need to back it down. Allowing you to keep a clear head when making tough choice. Well, you know what? I'm glad the only tough choice I have to make is uh, whether or not I shower that day. That's pretty much it. Is this gonna, is today going to be a shower day? Is it going to be a not a shower day? Is somebody paying me to tell jokes or am I just showing up somewhere? It usually dictates. You know what? I don't let the smell good right before sex anyways. Right? Isn't that what it comes down to? What if... What are you getting up early? What you got to be at work at eight thirty, huh? Mm, sip that coffee. Hollyberry's butthole five thousand. So what? You got to be there at eight thirty. You got a forty-five minute commute. You got to leave the house at seven forty-five. Twenty minutes to get ready. You're getting out of your bed at seven twenty-five. Bullshit. Just get out of bed at seven forty-five. Sleep in your clothes. Show up at your job. You're there to work, not to be stared at. Think about it. The new study led by the University of Toronto Scarborough has found that both positive and negative human emotions are felt more intensely in bright light. Allison Jing Zhu, that's my Chinese right there, assistant professor of management at the university at Aparna Labru of Northwestern. What's a fucking Aparna Labru? Oh, no, that's a person. Okay. And a part of Labru of Northwestern University. Oh, that's fucking your name just sounds like a. I thought it just it was just an extension of this university's building. Like, well, we keep them over there. A part of Labru of Northwestern University conducted a series of studies to examine the unusual paradox of. Paradox. Wow, fucking. How am I going to make fun of people who actually have done something of a scientific imperative? And I can't even say their names nor the word paradox. While other studies have shown that people can be more optimistic about the stock market on sunny days, while gloomy days can result in seasonal affective disorder. Professor Zhu said, quote, we found that on sunny days, depression prone people actually become more depressed. Wow. OK, so you're 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 a depressed kind of person. You're, you're rolling out of bed. You're rolling out of bed and you're just angry at the world. 
Oh, I'm just, oh, and I'm, oh, where, what am I doing with my anger? What am I, oh, I'm just going to, is anybody in my way? Anybody within the sound of my voice, the sound of my middle finger, and the sound of my horn as I go through my commute? Because you're the kind of person that starts off on the wrong side of the bed. Well, what if you tell yourself that there is no wrong side of the bed? Then you're not going to wake up like an asshole. Huh? How about that? Stop being a depressed person. But what they're saying is, These folks who actually are depressed, who, you know, like, look, it's a fucking choice. You choose to be depressed. So these people who choose to be depressed when they go outside and the, well, of course, you're fucking pissed. You're so mad at your life. You're so mad at yourself. You're mad at the fact you got to wake up in the morning. You're mad at the fact that you got to go to bed early. You're mad at the fact that you're not having fucking fun. And then you leave your house and it's nice out. Of course you're going to be more fucking pissed. Doesn't that make absolute sense? The weather's the only thing you can't control, so it just infuriates you because you're just this mental construct of bullshit where you could be affected. Look, I understand I even have friends with seasonal affective disorder. For them, absolutely real, but it has to do more with the cold. Or does it have to do more with the emotional state that they're choosing? I guess, you know, look, look, I just showed up here. All right. I don't have a science background. I just look, I couldn't even fucking pronounce the name of this fucking newspaper. To investigate the phenomena, the duo, the duo, oh, Jesus Christ, to investigate the phenomena, the duo asked experiment participants to range a what? Wait, fucking hey. To investigate the phenomena, the duo asked experiment participants to rate a wide range of things such as spiciness of chicken wings. There's someone in a fucking lab coat going, all right, do you want the extra? Do you want? All right, we're going to do the uh, we're going to do the pluckers wing challenge here. Uh I'm going to need a new lab coat. I just stained this, and now it feels like I've been maced. The aggressiveness of a fictional character. I like this show. How attractive someone was, and the taste of two juices under different lighting conditions. Oh, how do you get this fucking job? Oh, I bet these people made like 1500 bucks. You're showing up, and they're like, here's a chicken wing. Lights off, lights on. Oh, you know what I would do? I'd be fucking... <laughs> You know, I'm I'm like six wings in right now, and, and I'm feeling like I'm feeling like they taste a little more spicy with the lights on. But you know, if I could get, can I just get another dozen, and maybe some celery? You know, I I need to cleanse my palate in between each wing, and then and then what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna while the lights on, I'm gonna close my eyes and eat the chicken wing. That's gonna change the stimulus altogether. Think about that. You know, if you do things. A lot of people ask like, hey, what's your fucking writing process? What do you do to to whatever the fuck? You know what it is? You know what it is? I just fucking forgot. (laughs) Have a fucking random memory and write down random shit. That's all it is. What is your creative process? Oh, create new neural pathways in your brain. That's what it comes down to. And look, obviously, I got to create some new fucking neural pathways here because my brain is a Swiss cheese monster right now. But yeah, that's it. You know what? Do this. Here's an experiment you can do to create neural pathways. Brush your teeth with the other hand. You're going in. What? You're righty. Boom, 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 boom. Nah, this time today, the left. Next thing you know, holy shit. Hey, my body's doing something that it never did before. Oh, my God. I have to think about this in a different way. Go shower with your eyes closed. Okay. Go walk out to your car. These are this is this is stuff that I just learned from research. They say go and sit down in your car and turn your car on with your eyes closed. Do something that you normally do, but do it in a different way. If you're journaling, journal with your opposite fucking hand. It creates new neural pathways. You have a new neural pathway that 
that means you have a new way to think about a situation. So if you're fucking skewed where you wake up on the wrong side of the bed every day because you believe in depression because depression is what you create, then get out of your own head by doing something different. This makes a lot of sense, though, except for the fucking sun thing. Participants drank more of the delicious tasting juice and less of the unfavorable juice, too, according to the study. Wait, what did they do? They drank more of the... Well, yeah, because the fucking juice tastes better. Well, why? Of course, they would drink more of the delicious tasting. Why? If you gave me two juice, if I'm doing the juice Pepsi fucking challenge and you give me the shit, I'm going to drink more of the other fucking good juice. That right? Am I? Is this fucking article about me? Professional Zhu believes the effect of bright light on our emotional system may be the result of it being perceived as heat and the perception of heat can trigger our. Oh, that's how fucking. It's fucking 85 degrees out, but the humidity is 90,000 degrees out. You're going to murder somebody. Absolutely. And that's what they're doing right now. I don't want to put my tinfoil hat right now, but you know what? Why else? Yeah. Let's fucking warm the planet. We're going to warm the planet. And by warming the planet, we're going to agitate, depress people who are already on the fucking zombie apocalypse is what's going to happen because all these people are not going to be able to control themselves. The heat's going to rise. Yeah, I just kind of figured out what the fuck's going to happen to us as a species. <laughs> Bright, that's <laughs> fucking great. Bright light intensifies the initial emotional reaction. We have the different kinds of stimulus, including products and people. Most small everyday decisions are made in the bright light, but research has found that dimming the lights can make it more rational. Wait, can help people make more rational decisions and settle negotiations more easily. I was fucking negotiating. Professors you said marketers also may adjust the lighting levels in the retail environment according to the nature of the products on sale. Oh, see that right there? You go to the mall, they're already fucking with you. You know what you ever saw? You walk into some stores and it's like, hey, are they selling the sun here? Right? And you go into other stores and you're bumping into fucking clothes racks because you know what the fuck you're going. All right? They're doing that for a reason because whatever you're buying, you can be fucking manipulated just by the light. Dude, fucking these English people know some shit. If you're selling an emotional expressive product such as flowers or engagement rings, it would make sense to make the store as bright as possible. All right, yeah, because you're in a fucking... Yeah, because you know what? You know who's not? These depressed people aren't going to buy fucking emotional fucking products. If you're depressed, you're not going to go buy flowers. You're not going to go buy a fucking engagement... Well, you might be depressed at the cost of the engagement ring. You know what I mean? That, that's going to be a different kind of depression. You're going to be excited that you're going to enter this new part of your life. And, and most dead, well, unless depressed people find another depressed person to bang out. And then, you know, then I guess you don't get married, right? Because what's the fucking point? You both look at each other and go, this isn't going to work. This is a fucking weirdo zone. She thinks the effect of it at its strongest on brighter days around noon. Oh, luckily I wake up late. When sunlight is the most abundant and in geographic regions, that experience sunnier, sunnier rather than cloudier days. That's, uh... I don't know. What do you I, shoot me? Hey, hit me up on Facebook and Twitter and let me know what if you like if you're the person and a if you all right, then tell me two things. You're, are you either normally depressed or are you normally fucking not depressed? And does this weather affect you? All right. Now, I'm, I pretty much have stayed upbeat. All right. And so you give me a sunny day. I'm stuck. I'm walking out. I'm actually going to do something physical. I'm going to go down to the green belt. All right. I'm going to I'm going to just enjoy nature's goodness. If it's cold out, I'm staying inside. Or I guess, you know, boy, geez, I guess this fucking shit is real. <laughs> I think, and you, hey, you're going to go to the comments because fucking, you know, if the story's that good, then these these people who have just taken their free time to come up and just tell you what they fucking think. 
This is a budgie. So did Professor Yu pay to pay to produce this rubbish? I like they say rubbish. I'd like to study why my fingernails grow quicker than my toenails. Well, I got a grant for that. Oh, how about this? Oh, and then here comes Heartless Harry. There's going to be a lot of people in the dark and cold with time to think if the price of energy keeps on rising. I like a guy that says, oh, this was an article about something else, but I'm going to make my fucking pro-energy, anti-energy stance here. And then some other guy comes on the backside and goes, well, as Dandy Don sings, turn out the lights. Americans are starting to understand what socialism is. What? Where the fuck? How do you just drop a So If you want to know, and look, there's new... There's new shit on the internet of, you know, the latest Snowden leak says that there are paid shills on the internet. And after we come back from this commercial for Disrupt the Illusion, we're going to break down those shills and mind control and what the whole global actual conspiracy really is and what you can do to save your life. It's going to be an experiment. We might have to go down this road together. And look, I'm going. So if I go it alone, I'm fine with it. But if you guys want to go on this fucking journey, let's do it. Anyways, this is from this week's Disrupt the Illusion. Available on Podaholics.com. You can find it also on the podcast page at 4256productions.com and johntoll.com. Anyways, enjoy this. And we'll see you on the backside to talk about the paranoia of data collection and the rise of artificial intelligence. That's it's the same this thing. This could be no the way. universe showing you the whole circle of self-hatred and denial. Oh, that's why I don't hate myself, Paul. Good. When I was taking mushrooms last week in uh, in uh, San Diego. You motherfucker. Did you really? I did. You didn't I'll... bring any back. Anyways, Paul, so I flew in to come back. Dina Bullshit. picks me up. She goes, I need you to drive home, okay? She goes, I, she goes I'm so tired. I got to be up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I got to go to work at 6. And I felt bad for her. But guess what? I got to get... I gotta, and, and, I was, and I was tramping around. I went for a walk last night. Paul, I am back. Back. I'm back on the actual physical activity kick. I'm nice. making food. All right, the only bad thing that I've eaten is she, it picks me up because it's Tim Lupa's birthday from the Brixton. She right. makes Tim a Mountain Dew cake. Yeah, I saw this. And she made a no, big right. red cake. Yeah. And, and so, and I had, she gave me a piece, a bite on the way home. So that's probably the worst thing that I've eaten in three days, except last night when I got high out of my mind and I got the munchies and apparently she had burned the edge of one of the cakes and there was two like... There was, wow. there was sitting in the sink. There was two. You there was two. Wow. Have got to be kidding. You, there was. There you was. Ate the burnt out throwaways. There was. But the, look, Paul. One of them was a little wet, and I didn't know like if it would drop. <laughs> they in were something. sitting in the sink. <laughs> they were throwaways. And so one, it wasn't like they were yeah, on I the counter. I would. I would like to make fun of you to a point in this, except I. Yeah, I've probably been there. Tonight, we're hearing from a people in a bar where a woman was attacked before she was because she was wearing the new Google Glass. Joe Vasquez is outside that bar tonight. Joe and Liz, you know what? I talked to several people who said things were actually going well Friday night into Saturday morning here in the Lower Haight. People were trying on those super high-tech glasses, but then at some point, somebody expressed displeasure at the possibility of being videoed by the glasses, and that's apparently when it got ugly. Whoa, so this lady brings Google Glass to a bar in San Francisco and the Hate Ashbury District where, uh, you know, who hangs out at the Hate? People with AIDS. 
<laughs> that's not actually true. Uh, hippies are down there. Punk rock kids are down there. People who probably don't want their activities being monitored down there. Here comes some broad going, look what I've got. Look at the technology that I have. Look at my ability to look at you while you act like a moron and record your comings and goings. Why would you have anything to hide if you weren't doing anything wrong? They would say to you. And this is the rise of the conversation that we find ourselves in right now. It's not so much that are they collecting the data? Are they doing it? And then here's, okay, so this is the thing. Are they collecting the data? Yes, they are. So for as long as we're going to be having that back and forth conversation, oh, are they collecting the data? Well, they shouldn't be. Well, they should be. What do you got to hide? It's still happening. So as long as you're engaged in the conversation that says, let's worry about data, that's what they want because then they're still collecting the data. And they're, they're even collecting the data about you being worried about the data. Think about that. And so now here comes this woman with Google Glass. Now this is the first time Google Glass brought into a brought into a personal situation here in a bar. And what happens? Some drunk guy says "fuck this" and rips him off her head. And, and the picture of this broad wearing these this rat face with these Google glasses. You know what? Good for this dude for 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 ripping him off her head. Because I don't think it's right. But that's the next conversation that's going to be had. So when everything dies down with data, the next hullabaloo, the next the next divisional argument is going to be, well, are you pro Google Glass? Are you anti Google Glass? Right now, as it stands, we have our phones, the phones that we hold, the the technology that is inside of our phones used to occupy supercomputers inside of a business park. 40 years later, we can now hold the same amount of computing in our hands. The same amount of computing in a few years is going to be a ability for everyone to have in Google Glass. And that is going to be the next the next thing that we're arguing about. And what's the smaller version when it comes after that? It's going to be an implantable technology. Technology is going to race past the point of where humans are going to be able to stay with us. And you're going to have a choice. Hey, bro. You want to stay here with the humans and be a moron, or guess what? We got these supercomputers that are thinking faster and smarter than any brain has really thought of. And if you want to stay on board, if you want to stay in board here as things as the as the rise of our AI peaks, well then here's a chip you can put inside your head. And now while we're inside of your head, let's really talk about how you spend your money because all your money is going to be on that chip. Every thought you have is going to run through that chip. And not only are they going to know the thoughts that you're having, they're going to know the thoughts that you're going to have. And as soon as you step out of line, they're going to turn off your fucking chip. And if you don't think that's coming, smoke more weed. And then you have to extend video. So if you want to extend it, you have to... Uh... In this YouTube video, Sarah Slocum is showing a friend how to use her Google Glass. That's what the tech writer and entrepreneur says she was doing Friday night at Molotov's on Haight Street. All right, first of all, the place is called Molotov's. All right, are you not seeing what's going on in Kiev? Are you not seeing what's going on in South America right now? All right, why would you go? Why would you bring the ultimate personal surveillance device to a place named after an incendiary device used in a revolution? Unless this is all fucking for that, and this is just the absolute best marketing in the history of Google Glass. Showing someone in the bar how her high-tech glasses work. Here's her quote from her Facebook page. OMG. So you'll never believe this, but I got oh, verbally and yourself. physically assaulted and OMG. robbed last night in the city. Had things thrown at me because of some Google Glass haters. She says someone also stole her purse and her phone. Her Facebook friends have been extremely sympathetic and supportive. The bartender here told me he's shocked that this sort of thing happened here. But several people, including a man named Brian, say they are not surprised. What I'm not surprised is, is that she got her phone stolen 
She got her wallet stolen. She got the Google Glass stolen. And guess what she got back of the three items? The Google Glass. Well, isn't that fortunate that the story isn't, hey, this broad got her fucking phone and her wallet taken. It's that she got her Google Glass back. And where do you where do you find yourself in this argument? Are you on one side or are you on the other? That's the point. Don't fall into this trap. All right. We're showing you this because this is what's coming on. Just don't worry about it. We'll take care. If you're in the car path, it's a safe zone. That's why there's no seatbelts. Look around. You know, the, the crowd of Molotovs is uh, not a, a tech-oriented crowd for the most part. <laughs> it's probably one of the more punk rock bars in the city. So, you know, it's, uh, it's not really Google Glass country. Now, you're not saying she should be victimized like that. Of course not. No one should be. But, I mean, a level of tact in that type of establishment might have behooved her. The crowd was jeering as any last call crowd would do with a fight outside a bar um and she was running around very uh excited and people were of course telling her you're being take those glasses off (laughs) that's exactly what take those motherfucking glasses off and props to the punk rock kid sleeved out with a long beard dropping a behoof on a broadcast, I always like when you're, you're like, yeah, I'll go on TV. And then you say something smart ass. It makes it even better. But yeah, that, that's what happens. So now this lady, she got assaulted. She's in front of the thing. And uh, it turns into just your typical Sixth Street bar fight, except it happened in San Francisco. And it was sponsored by Google. Right. Ryan Lester says he was here. He saw the aftermath as the confrontation spilled out onto the sidewalk. I think everybody was just upset that she would be recording outside of a bar this late with obviously embarrassing behavior going on around her um, and just rather insulted that someone thinks it's okay to record them the entire time they're in public. So Sarah says she never got her purse or her phone back, but that she did reach back to that guy and grab her Google Glass back and that she has video of the person who attacked her, Liz. And so she says she has reported that to the police. And there you go. And so now exactly the reason why all of a sudden you're like, whoa, look, look, having these cameras out here, that's an invasion of somebody's privacy. Yeah, but you're in a public place. So your expectation of privacy is absolutely limited and now well here's the flip side some guy goes and grabs for the glasses and he's on camera grabbing for the glasses and so and that's really again what it comes down to it's just another part of division and it's just another let's discuss like we're we're just we're going to discuss snowden we're going to discuss the nsa we're going to discuss the irs we're going to discuss obama not following with a single piece of uh, promise that he did in his presidency and then that's what they want you to do. Get to the point where you finally take that chip in your head. And just like David Rockefeller promised, when you step out of line, we're going to shut off your fucking chip. Use of acetaminophen during pregnancy linked to ADD in children. USA, UCLA researchers say, I'm out. I don't, I don't know enough about acetaminophen. Hey, that's fucking Advil, right? Is that what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I don't even... Because I got the stomach surgery because I'm a fat fuck. I'm not allowed to take any of those, those, those medications, right? Plus, you know, like, well, you shouldn't be taking that stuff anyway. It's, it's bad for you, right? Any, anytime, any, anytime some expert thinks that they know something, you got to know they're full of shit and someone's paying them to act like the expert moron that they are. Expert claims selfies are giving teens head lice. Whoa. Quote, but now teens are sticking their heads together every day to take cell phone pics. This is coming to where is this come? Time.com. Remember when time used to sit on your grandmother's kitchen table and there would be stories in there that actually mattered stuff about the, you know, what was changing in the world. 
maybe new opinions, maybe just world change. No, no, not, not, not now. Not when you're online. It's time.com. Teens everywhere are smooshing their heads together in an attempt to capture the perfect selfie. And while that sounds pretty innocent, danger is just lurking around. The, is danger really lurking around the corner, really? Or is that just your little scare tactic into the story? All those selfies could be causing an uptick in head lice cases. Could be causing, not is. SFist or SFist? SFist? Talk to a like, lice expert. Oh, I fucking like. What do you do for a living? Oh, funny you ask. The guy's just standing there itching his head. <laughs> Located in Scotts Valley, Marcy McQuillan, who notes, though lice is usually found in elementary age kids, she's seen a huge increase in lice cases in teens this year. The obvious culprit for this anomaly, evil, evil selfies. Typically, it's your younger children I treat because they're at a higher risk for head-to-head contact, but now teens are sticking their heads together every day to take cell phone pics. There's only one clear solution here. Shave your teen's head. That'll show, you know, don't fucking try to be funny here at the end of your stupid fucking article. All right. And it, is that something we're scared about? All right. Are you, are you touching heads? I was out at the pluckers today. Just today went out. The lovely Dina and I went out to dinner with her folks. And of course, her dad's there. And so we're going to buy the most jumboist Miller lights known to mankind. And now her dad and I are doing selfies with huge money. Go on the Instagram at real John Toll or go on Facebook and Twitter at John Toll. You can see all the festivities. There's got to be more news here, more weirdo shit. Oh, you, you want to get into what's really going on? Because Snowden's telling us, and here's the thing, is Snowden real or is Snowden just the most born identity character to just be thrust into the history of what isn't real? Just designed for everyone to go, oh, can you believe this Snowden? Can you believe this Snowden character? If he does it like this, all right, what if he... What if he isn't? What if he's just a CIA plant? What if he's just an FBI operation? Oh, what if they finally get him? Is he going to come to justice? Is he going to be put to death? No, he's a fucking McVeigh. He's the same thing Timothy McVeigh was when they fucking said he blew up the Murrah building and he didn't do that either. The conspiracy theory is true. Agents infiltrate websites intending to manipulate, deceive, and destroy reputations. This is coming from Zero Hedge. Dot com and the annals of internet conspiracy theories. None is more pervasive than the one speculating paid government plants infiltrate websites, social network sites, and comment sections with an intent to sow discord, troll, and generally manipulate, deceive, and destroy reputations. Guess what? It was all true. Oh. Then this time we have a pretty slideshow of formerly confidential data prepared by the UK NSA equivalent, the GCHQ, to confirm it, and Snowden to thank for the disclosure. The messenger, in this case, Glenn Greenwald, now releasing the data. An article on his new website, firstlook.org. Well, here's, a, here's your first advertisement for firstlook.org, which is where Glenn Greenwald ended up after he left The Guardian. He summarizes as follows by publishing these stories one by one. Our NBC reporting highlighted some of the key discreet revelations, the monitoring of YouTube and blogger, the targeting of anonymous and the very DDoS attacks that accuse hacktivists of using the use of honey traps, which is luring people into compromising situations, using sex and destructive viruses. You don't think that's this is fucking happening. Here it is in black and white. But then again, it's on the Internet. So maybe this is all um, just more bullshit to keep us distracted. Like I said, the answer in all of this, since all they're doing is data mining and they're data mining because the time is going to come when artificial intelligence outranks the ability for the brain to perceive 
when that happens, our free will is going to be tested. Do you want to take the implant that keeps you in line with the technology or do you want to keep your humanity at 100%? That being said, I think the answer is now you got to get off the Internet. You can't. I've already quit television. I've already quit it. I've already quit. All right, look, I watched from time that that True Detective is a fucking good show. But I'm not watching anything else. All right. All right. I'm, all right. I like the zombies. All right. I'm not watching. You give me you give me a little you give me a little of the zombies. What's that show called? Walking Dead. Give me a little bit of Walking Dead, a little bit of True Detective, and that's it. I'm not watching anything else. That's uh, that's all. all right, Sherlock. I'm watching Sherlock. I'm watching Walking Dead, and I'm watching <laughs> True Detective. But that's it. No more TV. None of this bland TV. None of this fucking Third Rock, Big Bang, whatever the fuck. I'm not watching any of that because it's bad news. Just like the internet's bad news. Just like we already learned the bright light when you're a depressive is just makes it worse And if all they do is agitate you with information, then the bright light of the computer is just the same thing working. The look, and if you want to come with me, I'm going to, I'm going to go in an internet blackout. You think the show's going to, hell yeah, the show's going to change. This show is going to absolutely change because I'm not going to have these stories. I'm actually going to have to go out and go off into this world and experience some shit. Heaven forbid. But here I want to focus and elaborate to the overarching point revealed to all these documents, namely that these agencies are attempting to control, infiltrate, manipulate, and warp online discourse, and in doing so are compromising the integrity of the internet itself. Call it Stasi for the generation internet. I mean, that's pretty real. It's pretty, pretty absolutely real. And, and then not only that, here's a gnarly, just, here's a, just a gnarly soundbite about another guy who actually was hacked in real time as he was writing a book about Edward Snowden. Better than that, he wasn't even connected to the internet while he was being hacked. Whistleblower Edward Snowden speaking in December. We turn now to the remarkable story of British journalist Luke Harding, who says he became the target of surveillance himself while reporting on Edward Snowden. Harding recently published The Snowden Files, the inside story of the world's most wanted man. On Friday, he revealed that while he was writing the book on his computer, paragraphs of the book would begin to self-delete. He repeatedly saw the cursor move rapidly from the left gobbling text And that wasn't the only time he felt he was being monitored. Luke Harding joins us now via Democracy Now! video stream from the Guardian newsroom in London. I don't know. I would totally let it play. But, I, you know, how come with all how fucking smart we are, we can't get somebody on Skype that doesn't sound like it's coming out of a tuna can in someone's grandmother's asshole? How come they can't have a piece of technology where you don't sound like you're coming live out of a fish tank? All right. How about that? But so that's so that's going on. All right. Obviously, it's a known fact that they're data mining. It's a known fact that they're paying people to control opinion. And now they're even putting the story out that they're controlling opinion. Now, then anybody that disagrees with you on the Internet, you just point out, you're like, ah, you're one of those shills. You're fucking obviously now you're playing now when everyone's doing the shill pointing back and forth. Everyone's still divided. They're still over the time while everyone's arguing. They're still getting the data. And that's the point. So you got to folks, we got to figure out how to get off this Internet. All right. We got to together. If if you want to pledge, I would say send me an email, but I'm not going to read it. I'm not, not going to be. I got to find. Some, I'm looking for an intern. If you live in the Austin, Texas area, you want to hang out all day. You want to party like we party here in the production studio. If you're good at video, if you want to party late at night and uh, you want to tell me what's going on, anything that I need to be aware of. 
I need a conduit. All right. So if you want to volunteer, maybe you need some college credit. All right. I can sign off whatever the fuck you need signed off. I think I, I think I think that's a good thing. You know, don't you think? Dana, I need a fucking intern, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I need an intern? It's funny. I was going back to the to the lice story. The uh, <laughs> I was I was working. <laughs> When I was working in Arlington this weekend, my buddy Darren uh, Collins, he does, uh, he does a chapter that's, uh, that's teaching uh, AIDS awareness over there in Africa. And, he, and he's, he's fundraising right now. He has, a, he has a charity. It's a 501c3. And he said that he was going. And one time he was doing a corporate event inside of a church. And it was one of those abstinence nights where the kids agree, oh, we're going to put a ring on our finger and we're never going to fuck, you know. But everyone, they turn the lights off because it's a lock-in and all you just hear is the sound of the fork and the macaroni and cheese. It's just a nation of fingering goes on in the darkness. Which still, you know, you're still a virgin, but, you know, you, you got your hands soaking in it like Madge and the Palm Olive. And he said that rule number two, they had a whole slideshow about rule number two, about why, why kids shouldn't lose, like why kids shouldn't fuck before they're married. And rule number two, he said, and, and they said, and they, this is, uh, he said, he said, he said, you're going to look worse in the eyes of of your prospective spouse if you have sex before marriage. And you know what? That statement is absolutely true. In a prospective spouse, if you're awful at picking a prospective spouse, that prospective spouse would look down on you. Or you look at it the other way. You find and fall in love with someone who just wants to fuck and just be dirty. And then you know what? Then you go get married and the two of you just whore it up for oblivion the way God intended. That's a fucking side note. All right, let's jump into a little advertising here. And uh, on the backside, well, we're going to get into police activity. Shit went down here in Austin, Texas. We're going to go on our continuing opportunity to leave the Internet. And, uh, well, let's see what our, our fine sponsors here. Who, what do we got? Oh, Amazon.com, Stamps.com, Photostamps.com. If you go to the podcast page over there at JohnToll.com, Oh, what are you going to see? Links for Stamps.com. You know what? Stamps.com right now, folks, 400,000 people are using Stamps.com. You can print USPS printed postage right there from your computer, eliminating trips to the post office, priority mail, first class, whatever you're sending. I use it when I send my stuff. I don't have to go to the post office and be aggravated. If you click on that link, you can get an $80 value. You get a free scale. You get a little bit of postage and even better. A four-week money-back guarantee. That's stamps.com. Photostamps.com. Maybe you want your face on a stamp that you're sending a letter to somebody you don't give a shit about, and you want to make sure they open it and are actually pissed off when they see your face. Uh, from and anywhere from ranges from denominations, 39 cents to $4.05. Perfect for weddings, invitations, thank you notes, IRS letters, do your taxes, use a stamp, send it off photostamps.com and if you want to use the amazon.com portal found all if you want to go to see disrupt illusion and go there to the potaholics.com link there is the amazon.com link there the same amazon.com link is at johntoll.com click the link hey if you want to do that it helps the show on the backside. you can just shop normally if you don't really give a shit or if you want to donate be one of those fine folks 
that is behind the production studio here at 4256. Maybe you want to advertise. Maybe you're listening. Maybe you have a band that I need to be listening to. Maybe you're like, Johnny, you need a little different look here on your heavy metal. Do that. Engage. Find me on the website. Find me at John Toll on Facebook and Twitter. Real John Toll on Instagram. I'm on Snapchat at Real John Toll as well. Ladies, send me your tits. Dina wasn't into that. I don't know if you heard the hay from the background, but it's Snapchat. It's only, honey, it's only 10 seconds. It's just, I only have their tits for 10 seconds. I'm not screen capping it. Well, what are you going to do? You know, I, look, I, I'm, I'm going to be a stand-up guy. I'm not, I'm not going to be the kind of person that, that, that gets in trouble like that. All right. Uh, let's hold on. Well, cue up the sirens. Cue up the sirens because we got gunfire coming out of Detroit. This mom was prepared to do anything to defend her young and remarkably it was all caught on video. Take a good look at the three teenage punks caught here on surveillance video. They don't know it yet, but they've picked the wrong home to rob. They break down the door and race in, only to find the mom inside, locked, loaded, and about to pull the trigger of this rifle. What if you just three punks? I love the I love the guy doing the story. He says these punks, <laughs> just a, they've allegedly been caught. Well, we, they are here on the the video here the, on the news story coming out of Detroit. Three miscreants bang down the back of somebody's door and it's to go in there and uh, do a, a home invasion next thing you know this lady's got a fucking gun just dropping bullets out her own back door these dudes are scrambling like a cartoon look detroit is no fucking joke that's why all their hardcore up there is good detroit police chief answers gang members death threat oh well i'm glad the day fucking I'm glad the chief's on Twitter. A gang member who is likely part of a criminal narcotic network made a death threat against Detroit police chief James Craig. We need to clap him out, Craig said the man wrote, which is slang for shooting someone to death. I write that down. During a news conference to address the matter, Craig said the threat will not deter the work that he has done to curtail. What the fuck am I talking about? It will not deter the work that has been done to curtail crime in the city, which includes an average of 35 weekly raids on confirmed drug dens. Well, so they're knocking in 35 drug dens, and then these dudes are just knocking in somebody else's drug den, and they're shooting back. He said criminals are not happy with him because of the raids that have taken place in Detroit since his arrival last summer. Shutting down drug dealers shuts down revenue streams for those in these groups on sunday craig issued a warning to the man who made the threat on his life he said quote we will find you listen up you scumbag you internet tough guy on twitter threatening to kill people craig said we're also going to dismantle your criminal enterprise he said his department became aware of the threat friday he gave a few details on the threat's origin only saying they came through social media and others were commenting on it others who supported the message were also being sought well, you know what? That's what's going on in a tough city. And our police chief here in Austin, Texas, says, hey, jaywalkers should be happy they're not sexually assaulted by cops. <laughs> the arrest of an Austin jogger on jaywalking charges earlier this week. And, you know, let's take a side note. This chick totally, I mean, I'm get, she's looking like about a buck 12. All right. She's, she's rocking a half shirt, which, you know, good for you. There's not a lot of people on this planet right now that can rock for like you put a half shirt on me. I'm not leaving this house. It's just going to be a dance party. All right. But she's able to not only leave her house in a half shirt, the hair's up on a ponytail. She's got her earbuds in cause she's jogging. She's got these, the little short shorts and on a sad note, wearing those toe shoes. Gross. I'm, I don't, and don't tell me how it works out your whole leg 
Don't tell me how it makes your calves feel better. All right. Don't tell me how there's more stability because it chooses you to, you know, use your whole foot. Go fuck yourself. They're ugly. And any woman who wears them needs to be dragged into the street and shot. The arrest of an Austin jogger and jaywalking charges earlier this week dragged screaming into a police car after apparently failing to present ID properly has become the stuff of viral video after a UT at Austin student captured the incident. Now Austin's chief of police has weighed in, telling the public that they should be glad his officers aren't treating people even worse. So you got the guy in Detroit going, yeah, fucking threaten to kill me. We're going to fucking get your ass. And then here are you have two cops just completely going above and beyond what they need to be doing on someone who's just fucking going to work out. And now you got this, which of course they didn't hear. Basically, this, this girl ran by the cops. And why would she think they were yelling at her? She's just out for a jog. She's not fucking breaking any laws. They said she jaywalked. She didn't hear him. Now they fucking drag her to the ground. This person absolutely took something that is simple as Austin police stop and decided to do everything you see on that video. Austin police chief Art Acevedo said in a press conference Friday, according to the NPR station here in town, 90.5 K-U-T. And quite frankly, she wasn't charged with resisting. She's lucky I wasn't the arresting officer because I wouldn't have been as generous. In other cities, there's cops who are actually committing sexual assaults on duty. So I thank God this is what passes for a controversy. And Austin, Texas, Acevedo said, is that a guy who's le- I mean, is this dude? This that's that's I don't even know what to say. Now, how are you in charge if, if, if you're just telling us, look, you know, don't, don't don't just because bullshit's going down in our fine, fair city. Don't point to other cities and go, yeah, but at least it's not happening. What's happening over there? You know, at least at least just look, this one person's civil rights. She wouldn't identify herself. Why would anyone have to, you know, oh, heaven forbid, heaven forbid you have. Why wouldn't it just say, hey, I'm going to fucking uh, you want to you want to talk to me? I'm going to plead the fifth, plead the fifth and get me a lawyer. And those cops wouldn't have done shit and all this would have been handled instead of say, so maybe hey, the chick with the toe socks, maybe she shouldn't have sat on the fucking sidewalk like a moron. Maybe there's something about deciding to wear those toe, toe shoes that just make you a moron to begin with. Not long after that, it became clear that Acevedo had essentially told the public that they should be grateful that all police officers did was bundle a woman who had been jogging through the streets of Austin into the back of a police car because she crossed against the light instead of molesting her or charging her with more serious offenses. Saturday evening, Acevedo is issued an apology for his earlier comments calling it the result of an emotional week so then here you go here's the guy himself he's just going off the cuff get off the fucking social media why are why are our world leaders on social media why is anybody on social? it's look i'm on there because i gotta tell you when i have new shit coming out but what you're just gonna go on there because fucking so-and-so's tweeting the oscars boring absolutely awful look the Austin cops, they're not, they're not good by any means. We had the hippie beatdown a couple fucking weeks ago. Not a single arrest has come from that. They're shooting unarmed folks. And I'm sure the majority of them are good, but the majority of the bad ones are fucking awful. How about this headline coming from the statesman.com? Despite negative blood and bread tests, bro, oh, hey, this guy had a bread test. You hear about that? They pulled him over and they said, how many loaves you got? Despite negative blood and breath tests, man arrested for DWI. To Austin Attorney attorney Daniel Betts, driving while intoxicated can sometimes be what he calls an opinion crime. Law enforcement must decide sometimes only within a matter of minutes whether a person is intoxicated and should go to jail or be simply allowed to drive away. On one night, Austin police arrested his client. They made the wrong choice. His opinion bolstered by voluntary blood and 
bread and blood, a breath and fucking, geez, will you talk? Breath and blood test showing Larry Davis wasn't intoxicated when he was arrested January 1st, 2013. So this is a year ago. It's the first day of the year. This, listen, listen to what this fucking guy got. On the breathalyzer, 0.00. The lowest possible reading. And the blood test, which it took months to be tested, came back negative. Guess what? This guy blows a 0.7, 0.0. He's got nothing on the fucking blood. And he now has to go get his fucking record clear because these fucking moron cops decided that this guy was going to be in a DUI. And, and, and this, these are the people that were going to be in charge. All right. The same kind of people who are doing this coming from the Daily Caller. Students suspended, criminally charged for a fishing knife left in father's car. And you look at this guy. This, this kid in the story is Urkel as fuck. A senior at Northeast High School in Clarksville, Tennessee, suspended for 10 days and faces a multitude of additional punishments, including criminal charges because student officials found a knife belonging to his father inside his father's car. The student, David Duran Sanner, and this is coming from CBS affiliate, affiliate WT. VF there in Tennessee. The student's father is a commercial fisherman who works on the West Coast. The father, wait for it, left a fishing knife in the car. And so now the kid's hemmed up. That's it. He used his father's car to get to school. Father's knife in the car. You know what, Daily Caller? You know what I don't need? I don't need for me to be reading the story and for you to do the line, wait for it line. I, I, try, I know where the wait for it moment is. All right. I read this bullshit for a living. All right. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go down the path. I, I didn't really know how how we were gonna finish up the show here because I know we went national, we went regional news, and uh, if I'm gonna go to the nation's armpit, D.C., that's where you're gonna get your top stories. And these last three are gonna come down the rabbit hole. Only found on my Fox DC.com. McDonald's eyes extending breakfast out. Oh, how happy would you be? Oh, you no longer have to wake up. Oh, it's not 925 and you have three minutes to get to a McDonald's to get in the drive through line so you can get a McGriddle. Oh, they're going to extend it because you know why? People aren't waking up early like they used to. And everybody fucking gets there at 1031 and complains. McDonald's in the early stages of looking at whether it can make breakfast available later in the day. Fans of the Egg McMuffin and Sausage Biscuit have long wanted the option to get the breakfast at McDonald's after 1030. But offering both the breakfast and lunch menu is considered logistically impossible given the tight kitchen spaces. I've never been behind a counter at a, uh, you know, the only time, I don't know, I don't really, I, I guess I don't want to look back there. I don't want to, A, because I feel bad, you know, if that's your job. And C, I don't want to know how my stuff, my awful food is being made. And, and hands down, one of the best videos I've ever seen in the history of the last five years was the woman getting her arm broke after, <laughs> after she tried to jump the guy behind the McDonald's counter. Talking shit, talking shit, throwing a punch, going over the counter. This guy pulls out some stick they only use in the fryer and lays a beat down on this girl. Oh, so good. That's still an option the chain is eyeing more seriously at the time when people's eating habits are changing, particularly those coveted customers in their 20s and 30s known as millennials. Well, that's not me. You know, I live like a millennial, even though I'm Gen X. How about that? Is that a thing I can be? I'm a millennial X. I've just made that up. We know as an example that breakfast on the weekend cut off at 1030 doesn't go very well. Stratton declined to provide any details on how McDonald's would adjust kitchen operations to make breakfast later in the day. Well, we're just beginning. We're just starting. 
to take a look at. I can guarantee if there was a fucking nickel to be made in a second, McDonald's would be pulling the trigger on that. I think this is just a false story to get my fat ass talking about fast food. Hey, and hey, once you go down the rabbit hole of fast food and they say, Johnny, here are some lists of stories you want to you want to learn about California lifers leaving prison at a record pace. No. Do you want to hear about the Arctic getting darker, making the earth warmer? No, we already know that's going to happen. We already know the earth is getting warmer. This is what we know for a fact. People are being inundated with bad food. They're being inundated with bad information. Everything is coming at an ADD pace. This show also included. All right. And if you live in a hot or environment, humans cannot handle it and they will make more desperate situations, which will bring on the zombie apocalypse. We already talked about that early in the show. What about a team to probe event at a nuclear site in New Mexico? What about the canceled airline scrapping the record number of flights? But no, no, the one that I want pizza hut worker fired after being caught in a video Wizard in the sink, Kermit, West Virginia health officials have temporarily shut down a West Virginia pizza restaurant after a district manager was caught on surveillance video urinating into his, you know, you hate your job. You know, maybe you, you, you went through the ranks of putting yourself through college, driving pizzas around for a local chain only to have the level of experience that would let you go into the granddaddy of them all pizza hut. Oh, at the buffet. Oh, how good is the buffet? The salad is there just so you don't be embarrassed after you get a plate of ranch to dip your pizza into. And I mean the dessert pizza. You're going to take the chocolate dessert pizza and you're going to rub. I'm actually rubbing my stomach while I type because in my mind, I already have the taste in my mouth. Right now, I have the taste of Miller Lite in my mouth, but I also have the idea. Just the idea of dipping a dessert pizza into ranch. Oh, how good would that be? But fuck, so this guy gets himself into the level of being a district manager and then says, you know what? Fuck this. The Mingo County Health Department on Tuesday ordered the Pizza Hut in Kermit. Well, where do you live? Kermit, where is that? Mingo County. Is this in fucking the world? Do these two places exist? Where? 85 miles southwest of Charleston. The department noticed on the restaurant's door said conditions of the restaurant substituted a substantial public health hazard. The video posted on YouTube and media website shows the manager urinating in a metal sink in a food prep area. The video dated January 29th. So it's like a month ago. Oh, they sat on it for a month. This guy just whizzing it up at his free time. Pizza Hut said the incident occurred after business. Hour. Well, yeah. Wait, what are you going to just do it? Because because you because you because you got to work a double and you're and, and right right before you right before you give everybody their their let's get pepped up so you guys don't fuck it up during the dinner rush and then while they're all busy folding napkins and wrapping them in the silverware you've got your dick out behind the fucking dough fryer whizzing it up in the sink. Huh. Kermit Restaurant, owned by Wichita, Kansas-based Rage Incorporated. That's a fucking great name. Uh, welcome to Rage Incorporated. Uh, I'm Jeff. Uh, take out your uh, new hire packet there. Uh, we're going to pay pay attention. This is Rage. I want everyone to get on the same page here, and being part of the corporate uh, environment is going to be important. And I'm actually I'm going to be at Wichita. I'm coming. To, oh, folks, oh, do you live in Kansas? Do you live in Wichita? Because I'm coming. Where am I going to be? I'm going to be in Wichita. All right. All right. End of March. All right. All right. The next couple of weeks, South by Shows. I'm doing this bearded show with Stand Up Records. Dan was nice enough to throw me on. That's going to be on the 15th. I'm doing the 20 by 2 
symposium there at Elysium on March 6th. Uh, you'll see me about and about. I'll be doing the live remote with KLBJ on the 12th. And I'll be all over South by just drinking half shots with Dina's father. That's all I've got figured out. And after that's done, I'm going to head on out to Wichita, Kansas at the Looney Bin, followed by a week in Little Rock, Arkansas. Also at the Looney Bin, I fly to Anchorage, Alaska. Two weeks in Alaska, I come back for the Moon Tower Comedy Festival here in Austin, Texas. And then, boom, head off to my second home away from home, Minnesota, to start May. And then I begin the Southwestern Tour Takes me through Texas into Vegas, back into San Diego, and then Northern California and back. Oh, what are you doing with your time? I'm going to be driving around. Rage referred questions to Pizza Hut Corp spokesman Doug Turfer, who issued a statement saying the company was embarrassed by the actions of this individual. Well, actions? You know, I guess that isn't that's a plural because he had to have the idea and then whip it out and then whisk. And then get away with it. So we had four actions. Pizza Hut has a zero tolerance for violations of our operating standards. And the local owner of the restaurant took immediate action and terminated the employee involved. While the, in, while the isolated incident occurred during non-business hours and did not involve any food tampering, we have followed strict safety and handling procedures. And our restaurant has since been closed. Oh, our heartfelt apologies to our customers of Kermit, West Virginia, and those in our system who've been let down the employee's name along with his P, has not been released. The firing first reported by WOWK-TV County Health official Brett Vance told the station the restaurant will remain closed until it's thoroughly clean and there are reinsurances of safeguard. So, holy shit, this... When did this story... This story came out... Dude, this story came out on the 19th. This guy whizzed it up on the 29th. So, it's been closed. This guy peed up so much, the restaurant's been closed for that fucking long. Jeez, don't do it. All right. If any of you know what it, what it's like to work in a in a restaurant and and drop a glass inside of the ice area, and that's just a game changer because now all the ice has got to go away. You got to pick up those shards. I'm only saying because I did it, and then I just got over on it. And where else am I going to go down? Like, look, I've already done breakfast food. I've already done pizza. All right. What what do they want me to read? Army women want few, want combat jobs. Oh no, few army women want come. Yeah, who wants a combat job? Who wants to say, yeah, I'm in the fucking army to get my dick blown off? Of course, fucking women don't want that job. But you put a shark in the Potomac, and I'm fucking reading it. Take this, George Washington. Two bull sharks caught in the Potomac River, Scotland, Maryland, for the first time in three years. Fishermen in southern Maryland have pulled a shark from the most unlikely place, the Potomac River. Ah. Oh. Dina, you're scared of sharks? No. Fuck yeah, you're scared of sharks. Oh, God. I Look, I, you can say no all you want, but I, I, I won't even go in ankle-deep water in a swimming pool because I'm afraid. The, the, Jaws is hands down my favorite movie. I just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there. And that being said, sometimes I'm not, if I don't feel safe going in the water. Actually, they caught two sharks. They caught in fishing nets about 200 yards away from a swimming area in Point Lookout State Park in St. Mary's County. Fisherman Richard Ritchie. Oh, look at that name. Hey, Rich Richie, what a fucking dick. Got quite the shock when he tried to haul him in. It was a surprise coming face to face with two big sharks. Lots of excitement. This is the second time Greg Dean has hauled a shark off point. Look out. He and his dad, Willie, caught one in the same spot in 2010. There are definitely sharks in the Potomac. Oh, that being said, would you swim in the Potomac? Would you? Maybe that's something I got to look at as I leave the Internet, as I do my job here to do what I can to finally escape the internet, to finally escape television, to finally escape the long arm of bullshit that is social media, that is Instagram, that is people's opinions. 
I'm still going to monitor Facebook messages. I'm going to have somebody who's going to do it. I still got to put up new podcasts every every Monday. I'm going to do a Disrupt the Illusion on Podaholics. Every Wednesday, I'm going to get a new car path. I, other than that, I'm out. No more Reddit. No more YouTube. No more doing it for the Vine. No more fucking memes. No more porn. None of it. All right, I'm out. I'm going to see how long I can go and how my life changes. And I'm going to come back here to the cart path. And I'm going to see the difference between having a life where your head is plugged into the internet and a life where your head is plugged in to the actual life that you're supposed to be around. Because we all see that the big game here is collect the data because the time comes when artificial intelligence outweighs human intelligence. He who owns the data owns the system because the robots are going to need things to read. And that's what's going on right now. And that's why Google Glass is going to be the first one collecting your data, the first one who's going to put the plant and chip in your head, and the first one is just going to take care of the robotics. Your choice here, stay on your determined path of evolution as a human being. Or when the time comes, you can take the actual mark of the beast that they talked about in Revelations. Look, I didn't want to end this on a hardcore Jesus note here at the car path, but sometimes, sometimes you need a little higher power when you find your shot again and again in the rough. And if you're a depressed person, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, don't hate yourself for it. Just change your energy, change your outlook, go outside. And if you see there's a sunny day, that's because it's supposed to be out there. Smile and dial. And this is the car path. I'm out of here. We'll see you next week for episode nine. Share this with your friends. Go on the iTunes and the Stitcher link. Subscribe on both or go to 46, 4256productions.com, johntoll.com, charliehodshow.com, potaholics.com. Anywhere that'd be nice enough to host the show, go listen to their support their advertisers, support the show, support each other. And in the end, God bless. been listening to the next wave radio network that's fucking gold